Welcome to the Movie Planet Season 6, Episode 2. This week we are talking 2017's John Wick, Chapter 2. With Joe. As I live and breathe, John Wick, the man, the myth, the legend. And Sam. What's the number up to now, Earl? Seven million dollars. Damn! It's Christmas. We're going to Applebee's after this. Welcome to the Movie Planet. Joining me is the Sentinel to my Gianna, Sam. How'd you like this one, Santino, as a villain? They they know how to cast a sniveling little prick. Don't they? That's what I was thinking. They really do. We just, went from Alfie Allen to this guy. Just a villain that gets <laughs> under your skin, and you just want to see him get fucking taken out. And they do it even bigger here. They do it even better. Everything's just a little bit better here. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, well, anyway, this week, I'm nominated the John Wick Trilogy, and we were able to... Uh, we had to skip a week last week, but now we're on this one uh, for the Trilogy Pantheon. So we're doing Chapter 2 today for the action adventure, and just a little recap of what it looks like. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road is number one, and I have something to say about that now. I watched it after you and I had our discussion last time. Oh, you don't say. I watched it with back-to-back with Die Hard. <sighs> you know which one's better. Sam, you are correct. As <laughs> oh, good, so as good. as amazing as Fury Road is. Yes, it is amazing. It is awesome. It's to the like, definition, awesome. It's like a just a story beat away from Die Hard. Yeah. Die Hard is the better one. It is. It and is the superior. I'm very glad that you opened my eyes on that one. Bruce Willie, baby. I so we got a change in the pantheon now. <laughs> Another change in the pantheon. I finished it last night and I was like, son of a bitch. I don't want to change this shit again. <laughs> so Mad Max Fury Road is getting the 95 from me, just like you okay. were given. And that puts it at a 95% average and Die Hard is at a 96.7. So Die Hard is number one still. It's a perfect action film. It, it just is. It's a perfect <laughs> action film. Yeah. Uh, John Wick is number three with a 93.5. Li- Here's the diehards. Live Free or Die Hard with an 88.5. Die Hard with a Vengeance with an 88. Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior with an 85. And Peter Jackson's King Kong with an 83. But I got a feeling that the big ape will be s- falling from the skyscraper today. Yes. Yes. Uh, and that's just a matter of can we get Mad Max 2 out of there? <laughs> God, that was almost 20 years ago. King Wait, Kong. King Kong? I know. I, put, I looked at this morning. I was like, Jesus. I'm old. <laughs> I saw that in theaters. I'm so old. I fell asleep in the theater. Are there any of your grades you want to alter? No. Okay. No, I'm confident. All right. Well, now that we've handled that business, let's get down to business. This week, we are talking about 2017's John Wick, a movie made for about $40 million that brought in $171.5 million. Nice haul. Nice haul. Nice. Better than last time. Yeah. Uh, he got into the hundred millions this time. <laughs> Screenplay by Derek Kolstad, directed by Chad Stahelski, music by Tyler Bates and Joel J. Richard. They brought everybody from the first film back and probably gave them a raise. <laughs> uh, this was released on February 10th of 2017, along with Fifty Shades Darker and the Lego Batman movie that you and I saw together. 
holy shit, that's right. We saw that because I remember we left for the first 45 minutes and then we were like, this thing's dragging. <laughs> oh, I it's so far out of my memory. I remember it. I remember sitting with you in the theater and when we went black, all you heard was his narration above it. And we just started, la we, were, we were out. <laughs> we were laughing so hard. Uh, but if you look at the number, it only brought in 2.2 that opening weekend. Damn. Well, yeah. I mean, all those horny, just so many horny bitches for I tell you. 50 Shades Darker. It's just good times. <laughs> you can't look. You, and you, know, I, you can't compete with some kinkness. From what I understand, that was the second movie, and the second movie did had no nudity in it. The first one did. The third one did, but the second one, I think they said no, no on that. Were, Were they like, trying to get a PG-13 rating? I I have no idea, but I was kind of surprised. more. Yeah, I never finished the third one. I was like, I'm not going to do this. Uh, rated R. How do you know what's how the climax is? Break them beans! Rated R, two hour and two minutes long, uh, starring Keanu Reeves as John Wick, Ricardo Scarmarcy, Scar... Ricardo S. as Santino D'Antonio, Ian McShane as Winston, Ruby Rose, your girl, as Aries, Com <laughs> Common as Cassian, uh, Claudio Gerini as Gianni, she hot, uh, <laughs> Gianna D'Antonio, Lance Reddick as uh, Sharon, Karen, Karan, Charon, I don't fucking know, Lawrence Fishburne as uh, Bowery King, can we call yep. him Morpheus Jr.? Morpheus Jr. Yep. Tobias Siegel is Earl. John Leguizamo is Aurelio. Welcome back. Bridget Moynihan, you're not going away anytime soon, is Helen. Peter Serafinowicz as the sommelier. And the devil from Constantine, Peter Stormare as Abram. Ah, mm. oh, at the very beginning. I, I hope could, we get to see him again in Constantine too. I could listen to this guy talk and read a phone book. He's awesome. According to IMDb, this movie had a few taglines. One was, never stab the devil in the back. And the other is, the only way out is back in you never stab the devil in the back but also in a way could this have been the better matrix reboot oh this would have been the best matrix movie. oh my god can we now say that keanu has started arguably the worst reboot ever and the best, best. reboot ever yes <laughs> uh which one do you like the I, devil oh okay i like the second one the only way out is back in devil because they stabbed the devil in the back of the first movie yeah but they did it they do it again yeah well they just don't learn they their don't lesson do they learn. <laughs> which is something Baba i Yaga. will bring up <laughs> later do you remember seeing this for the first time sam what'd you think i don't i really don't <laughs> it's all I, a I know dream <laughs> i know i slept on the first two movies when this came out mm. i hadn't even like like i said i saw the trailer and i was like this is the dumbest shit in the world. Why would I waste my fucking time on this? Just another action movie. Keanu hasn't made a good movie in a couple years. It's been a, it's been a minute. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. Now I tell everybody, you haven't watched the John Wick trilogy. What's wrong with you? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you, idiot? Chalk <laughs> up another victory for the human spirit. Yeah, I love Did, this. Did uh, John Wick 3 come out during the pandemic? No, it came out right before the pandemic. That's why I didn't see it in theaters. Yeah, it was right before. Okay. Um, okay. So I, I did. I saw this right, right before going to my dad's for a party, and after seeing the movie, I remember. I was. Pr I'm pretty sure I annoyed everyone there by talking about how it was the sequel that was even better than the original. I was like, they finally, we finally got another sequel that's better than the original. First watch, I agreed with you. First watch. I don't yeah. think the second watch. I'm not sure it's as good as the first. Yeah, but God damn, is it still good? The way that I will say this is, I will say that this movie. Is this better than most sequels 
do as sequels? I would say definitely. Unless it's Hot Tub Time Machine. <sighs> it's a special place in my heart. Can we do that? Those two movies? Oh my God, absolutely. For the comedy pantheon? Great White Buffalo. Oh, Great White Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I just rewatched both of those. Just, what was, <laughs> is it the second one where there's the game show? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no matter what situation... <laughs> Those two always end up having to perform some act on themselves. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, okay, well, now it's time for Inception of Perception, but guess what? There ain't a whole lot in this movie, so we're going to skip that shit because they really don't have anything. They just said, let's Ooh. green light it and go. But you know what? It was greenlit. Like, I remember when the when the trailers came out, I was kind of like, they're making a second movie? Yeah, no, I did the same thing. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I thought the first one bombed. That And, and we saw the numbers. It didn't do great by any standards it just it made a profit they saw potential that you know what it made blumhouse level profit where let's just churn out a bunch of cheap ass horror movies and if they just make two percent that's a win synopsis of the movie here we go you have no idea what's coming to you i have everyone in new york looking for him i doubt we will see him again do you know? You stabbed the devil in the back and forced him back into the life that he had just left. You incinerated the priest's temple, burned it to the ground. Now he's free of the marker. What do you think he'll do? He had a glimpse of the other side and he embraced it. But you, Senor D'Antonio, Took it away from him. He was already back. Well, he came back for love, not for you. He owed me. I had every right. And now, he's coming again. He tell you not to do this. He did warn you. Adios, Adios. John Wick drives to a warehouse owned by Abram Tarasov to get his car back. Abram wants paid back against John for killing his brother Vigo and nephew, nephew Yosef. John is killing all of Abram's guards before he finally gets to his car. As he drives away, a number of Abram's men attack John. His car is seriously damaged when the henchmen crash into his car, but Wick fights off each of the men before making his way to Abram's office. Once there, John pours Abram and himself a drink. He chooses to spare Abram and offers him peace. Abram questions John as to whether or not he can actually find peace just getting right into it what a start of this movie i really feel <laughs> like abram yeah was pissed off that his nephew and brother did what they did because i feel <laughs> like he had to yeah he had to show up for the family but he knew what a fucking mistake he was making he's terrified as he's telling he's the story about him. terrified because <laughs> he knows i fucked up at least vigo respected it enough to be like maybe we can negotiate our way out of this he, Abrams said they're going we're all dying tonight like <laughs> it's going to happen yeah it's like, <laughs> I remember he was talking to his like his bodyguard he's like it's just one guy he's like dude you don't get it you don't get it sheer fucking will a fucking pencil <laughs> they bring it up again they bring it again <laughs> And then they do it. Yeah. Uh, this movie actually starts with a car chase, though, where Wick is chasing some guy on a motorcycle. 
Yeah. Through the streets. No, it's just the opening scene is just a motorcycle spinning on the road. <laughs> and then the driver starts walking towards it, picks it up. Yeah. And what's funny is that he checks his pockets and he gets the gold card. Uh-huh. And I'm like, we're building the myth again. Awesome. I want this. But my question, wasn't the car destroyed in the first movie? I don't remember if they mentioned it was destroyed. I thought. Because. I he, really don't know. The Continental gives him a new car. Yes. And then he tears shit up with Vigo and crashing it into all sorts of shit. Yeah, that was his, the car he was given the Continental was destroyed. That's because his old car was destroyed, remember? I thought it was just sent to another chop shop. No, I thought it was destroyed because he got back into it. Oh, that's right. He asked where his car was to Lake Guisano. Right. And I'm assuming this movie takes place like right after that movie. Pretty immediately. So- Either they got huh. one hell of a chop shop crew there that can fix that car up, I or Continental crew. I don't know. They did a quick Sam Raimi reboot at the beginning of some details. <laughs> yeah, good. Either way, eye. either way, this car isn't going to last very long. <laughs> no, oh my God, Jesus Christ, such a beautiful car. This, you know, this would have been a good place for an ad for you know new car sales for a few. You know, destroyed in like a oh twenty minutes. Yeah. So I love how he smashes the guy out of the car. Oh my god! And then when he gets, so he has he the door looked- ripped off. <laughs> another car t-bones it and yep. whips him out of the car, and the car goes spinning. Yeah, he, he he smashes the guy out of the car, looks at him, doesn't pull his gun out to finish him off, but instead backs the car up to finish him off with the car. <laughs> <laughs> and we have not seen a gun yet. It's all hand-to-hand combat this time. Yeah, which I'm like. Doing something different, and I enjoy. Uh, but then he pulls a gun out to blow the guy's knees out. And I was like, oh, oh. you had that all along? Why do you, why'd you wait? <laughs> hey, just being uh, conservatist, conservative. They didn't want to count the shells. Exactly. Didn't want to count the shells, didn't yeah. want to waste the bullets. Uh, unlike the last movie we did, uh, they do a good job of counting shells. John returns home to the still unnamed dog he took at the end of the first movie. He calls Aurelio to come pick up the car, which, while drivable, is a wreck. Still, Aurelio says he will fix it, and after Aurelio leaves, John buries his weapons in gold beneath fresh cement, believing he is done with the assassin's life, and he watches a video on his phone of himself and his late wife, Helen. I appreciate that even though it's a continental car mechanic, he's like, yeah, I can fix it. It'll be ready by Christmas (laughs) next year. (laughs) Yeah, the way he's looking at it's kind of like, what the hell did you do to this like, thing? Dude, <laughs> like, for real? You just got this fucking thing back? <laughs> it is really good how they got all the previous actors back. They still haven't forgot about Helen as the driving force for John Wick. Mm-hmm. They could have easily done what most studios do and just make a sequel that is action for the sake of action. But the dog represents Helen. The picture, the video, this whole series is driven by Helen. She is the face that launched John Wick. Yes. Yes. Uh, and I'm sorry, that dog is not as cute as that beagle. You shut your fucking whore mouth. <laughs> that dog is not as cute as That's that beagle. That's the bestest boy ever. That, th- that, that beagle is cute. That's this, the, no, the pit bull is even better. This pit bull looks like, no, pit bull, that, the beagle was kind of like, oh, look at him go. I could play with that. Be- the pit bull is kind of like, oh, I'll, I'll throw a human being in the, in the pit for him to eat. He would never. He's a sweet boy. <laughs> he's a sweet boy, damn it. <laughs> it is quite the process to bury all that shit. <laughs> Why don't you just lock it in a closet? <sighs> because, you know, well, 
in don't case, say he's not going to pull it out. No, no, no. In case of intruders, <laughs> that's a lot of gold. It is. You want to keep that shit secure. But he's. But what about all the guns and shit? Don't ask questions. Okay. <laughs> Mistakes are made. Because I said so. <laughs> because, oh, really? Yeah. Moving past this. Later that night, John is visited by another assassin named Santino D'Antonio. He presents John with a marker that John gave him when he was completing the task, which allowed him to leave his former life behind. The marker represents a blood oath obligating John to perform any service required by Santino. John refuses to help Santino, despite knowing the consequences. Santino leaves John's house and fetches an R-137 standing in for a grenade launcher to fire grenades that destroy John's house. John and the dog escape. Okay, I have a lot here. The marker with the blood oath. This this just keeps reeling me in Mm -hmm. to this life of this organization because they've added a new dimension now. And it's fresh. It's not just a revenge story. Now it's a loyalty story. Uh, And I got a lot of things here. Who makes the rules about the blood oaths? What did Santino help with? What are the consequences? Why is Ruby Rose so hot and yet so pointless in everything she does? (laughs) (laughs) These are all the important questions. I think that we need answers, especially from Ruby Ruby Rose's agent. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Batgirl. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Even she left that. She was like, this is shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is he an assassin? I mean, that that begs the question, like, what's the separation of power? Are you you all killers? I think they're all assassins. Hitmen for hire. I don't think so. I think they're just... I think the players, like John John Wick is a chess piece. Yeah. They are... Well, who players. are they? Exactly. The table? The, the high, table, high table? Which we'll find out in the third movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, we get a little taste of it here because Gian is about to get a seat at the high table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jimmy the cop is back. Jimmy! They brought Jimmy back. And he comes over and goes, gas leak? <laughs> are you working again, John? Okay. Is so. this guy a mercenary, too? Oh, he knows. I mean, but is do you think Jimmy, like, you know how they reveal later on that Everybody you wouldn't think is one is one. Yeah. Do you think Jimmy is one also? 100%. Because this is what gives it away. When he asks John if he's working and John says, it appears so. Yeah. Jimmy goes, shit. Because <laughs> he knows what's f***ing coming. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, because I don't remember this. It's been a while since I've seen the third one. If Jimmy returns on that to be one of the people trying to kill John. Yeah, I don't know. I I hope he I, does. I, oh, man. Not Jimmy. Yeah, because... Bring it back. I mean, he'll probably get shot in the leg and be like, just put your hand on it and don't come back. <laughs> uh, I appreciate the effort, but you're, I'm going to kill you next time. They really did a great way of uh, already building some hatred for the villain. Oh, Santino? Like, He's a dick. Like, dude, for real? Right. He said no. He's begging you no. You're friends because clearly you're friends with his sister, as we find out later. Right. We know the sister's going to get a seat at the high table over him. Yeah. So he wants to kill the sister. Why can't he just do it himself? Because it's his sister. He has... He's got to be removed from it by a degree? Well, he's got to be removed from it by a degree, but he also has the bullshit, she's my sister, I love her. So I'll kill her. But I won't do it. (laughs) You do it. (laughs) I love her, but like only that much and then i have to obviously avenge try to avenge her 
Okay. Uh, so he's an Avenger. He's a piss boy. John goes to the Continental Hotel to meet with Winston to discuss the marker and what Winston Santino has requested of him. Winston cannot do anything about it since John took the oath, and if he continues to refuse it, his life will be up for grabs. John departs and leaves the dog in the care of the hotel's concierge, Sharon. That's a shit deal. Did John walk all the way to the Continental? I think he did. That's a, that's a hell of a walk. He had a long time to think. Yeah. Uh, before they sit and talk, Winston is approving more gold coins for circulation. And I'm wondering if these are real or fake. Oh, I think they're real. Or so good a fraud job, they'll fool everyone. Is Winston on the up and up? I want to know more. We get the mention of the high table, a power that is above the continental. And above Winston, no less. Yes. And uh, fun fact, in Greek mythology, Sharon is the ferryman to Hades, which makes sense because he's the front desk of the continental. Nice. Yes. Nice touch there. I know. It's a little reference there. And there's this thing is laced with them. Yeah. Which leads us to our first ad. Have you ever watched a movie and wondered, that name sounds unique. I wonder if it is anything special. Have you ever been sitting with someone who asks you constantly, is that supposed to be something? What does that mean? Is that because his name is blah? Have you ever wanted to file for divorce because your spouse can't stop interrupting the f***ing movie to try to teach you about all the Easter eggs? Are you ready for a change? Reference University is an online school that has courses in every possible genre of movie. With our accredited instructors, you too can become a historical savant in the ways of motion pictures. So much so that your friends will stop asking you to come out because whenever they mention a movie, you won't be able to shut the f*** up about it. That blue milk in Rogue One on Star Wars Story? Hey, guess what? You'll know about it. The name of the ship in the Matrix being the Nebuchadnezzar and who he was. You'll know about that. The fact that the kid from A Christmas Story who got his tongue stuck to a pole was also, as an adult, in a porno where he stuck his tongue to Julie Ashton. Wait, how do I know that? Reference University. Learn that shit so nobody has to educate you on it wrong. Are you ready for a change? Was he actually in the porno? Yes, he was. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I think it's called Scotty Schwartz. It's No, Scott Schwartz does it all. It's something like that. Scotty doesn't know. Oh, <laughs> Scotty doesn't know. If it was know, themed whoa, with that whoa. song, it'd be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Another great comedy, Euro Trip. Oh, my God. <laughs> great cameo by Matt Damon in that one. <laughs> John tracks down Santino and finally agrees to do one job for him. Santino wants John to kill a sister, Gianna, who is set to ascend to the high table, a group of powerful assassins. John argues that this is an impossible target, to which Santino replies that this is exactly why he wanted John for the task. He needed the best. Seeing no way out of it, John travels to Rome to complete the task. Impossible task for an impossible task. I don't think Santino is wrong in this ask, considering the work they're involved with. John's got to know he's getting f***ed on this, right? Oh, yes. He's got to know that he, the, the cards are de uh, stacked against him on this one. He knows Santino. He knows him, but... I also, I want to know more about this impossible task. We've gotten some glimpses in some of the story at the very beginning of this as to what it no, was. No, yeah, I want to know what the f he did to get out. Exactly. There, I have to imagine in John Wick chapter four, they're going to finally show you in a flashback what that impossible task was. Yeah, oh, that'd be super cool. And then maybe we'll see Willem Dafoe make a show, uh, show, show up and see him bailing him out of the impossible task. Because doesn't oh, he do it? He's the reason why he got out of it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's such a weird thing because... The and that's got to be played well because this impossible task leads him into 
being forever tied. Right. So what was that impossible task and how the f did he get off clean without anybody wanting to go after him? Well, here's what we know. We know that on that impossible task, Willem Dafoe's character helped him out with it. And now we know that Santino was there also to help him out with it. Yeah. Well, how come he didn't have a blood oath with Willem Dafoe? Because he's not... That's the thing. I don't think Santino is an assassin. I don't think the high table members are assassins. Okay. I think they are higher ups. Okay. And so maybe Santino is the bankroll for that whole operation to get yeah. him out. Yeah. And that's the thing. Maybe Santino just had way more leverage than Willem Dafoe's character. Yeah. Santino's like a captain in the mafia. Yeah. And the other guys are just the, the pawns, as yeah. you said. He stays at the Rome Continental owned by Julius. John meets with, I don't love the fact that's another Continental. Yeah. Uh, John meets with suppliers to prepare a tailor to buy custom bullet resistant line suits, a historian to obtain maps of the catacombs and an armorer to procure weapons. Um, Great montage. Absolutely fantastic. And what, you know what? They did the same montage. <laughs> Sommelier. Yes. And I love how he speaks too. Just oh, very like, it's a rich fabric. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it, it has an old world style that remains modern in its application. There's nothing too high tech about it. It's the old ways. Yeah. And it makes sense. He has to go to the bank to get his gear. All his shit is covered in rubble. He started at zero. Yeah. The tailor's armor. Okay. This is our first leap of faith. Yeah. This is... This is a fiction. It's going to leave quite the bruise. Oh, my God. It is just fabric. Yeah, well, yeah, it would, when, and that would penetrate the, the skin, wouldn't it? it? I don't... Look, see, I don't know. Obviously, it's it's valuable, and it's, this is a fictional material. Yes, yes. But uh, when that violinist puts it point, oh, point fucking blank on his fucking liver... It's awful. Just pop, 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 pop. Yeah, but you know, oh, it's oh such a God. smart, it's a smart detail to remember. Yeah, but that broke the skin. Th yes, it did. Yeah. Well, do it two, three, three times in the same spot. I got uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th this whole montage scene, the different places he goes, and the fact that they're all in Europe, uh, this is where we talked about last time, how the first movie was just city-based. Now we're going uh, into different countries. And I believe the third one, we go global. Yeah. Time for another ad? Time for another ad. You need to kill someone, but you're out of bullets? Gonna go up against a global cartel, but the suit you're wearing is packed with last season's Kevlar? Come on down to Happy Harry's Hitman Warehouse. Not everyone has the means to hit the Continental for the best of the best in human elimination. Here at Happy Harry's, we're slashing prices like crazy. And you don't need gold coins to get what you need. Nope, cold hard cash is the name of the game. Need guns? We got guns. Need armor? We got armor. Need a suit? We got suits. Need a doctor to stitch up that wound? We've got a vet in-house with a lazy eye and palsy in his right hand. Don't go to those other stores to outfit yourself for a night on town, stop by Hitman's Warehouse. Our prices are guaranteed to turn the opposition into a bloody stain on the wall. Happy Hitman's. You shouldn't have to go broke to take out a bloke. Book an appointment today. Nice job. One take. How many times did you f***ing rehearse that? That was the first time. <laughs> I could tell your hand was f***ing shaking. <laughs> I was in a zone. <laughs> Gotta be frantic. John attends a party that is Gianna's coronation and welcome to the high table. She is accompanied by her loyal bodyguard, Cassian. John sneaks into Gianna's room and confronts her alone. He tells her that Santino sent him. She warns him of the events that will unfold once she is dead. She chooses to die on her own terms by slitting her wrist like a boss. Fucking G. And Gianna lies in a pool as she dies. In honor of their past friendship, 
John holds her hand until she passes out, and to grant his friend an honest chance at paradise without the weight of suicide, which her Catholic religion prohibits, and to claim the marker, John shoots her in the head. This is a beautifully dark exchange. This is a beautiful scene. This is a beautiful scene. And she's a beautiful and she's woman. she's a bull. <laughs> Babe. I'm like, don't, um, don't kill her. <laughs> oh, it's so, it's, man. Ugh. I know. Started slitting her wrists. Um, God, what a, it's such a, <laughs> it's such a polite f*** you. Yes. And I love it so much. She says it best. She's like, I live my way. I'm going to die my way, motherfucker. Yeah. And I know it's coming, but I'm going to go. You're not doing shit. Does she slit her wrist before she gets in the bathtub or after? Uh, she gets in the tub. She's standing. She's standing. So she, she slits and then she dips and it. She, yeah, she uh, pulls the knife out of her hair. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then she just <clears throat> kicks back. And and you know what? It sounds dark, but the visual of blood dissipating into a bathtub of water just looks amazing. Yeah. I didn't even realize the whole uh, letting her pass out before. Yeah, I didn't either. And then I was like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Yeah, the holding of the hand was a lot. It was, yeah. It was like, even she looked at him and was like, oh, you're different. Yeah, he holds her hand and you can see the blood pumping out of the uh, wrist. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can. Wick is like the Grim Reaper for bad guys. <sighs> he just is. Um, for an impossible job. This was real smooth. It was really smooth. And I feel like if he tried a little harder not to run into Cassian, it would have been the smoothest job he's probably ever done. Yeah, yeah. That being said, he did plan the hell out of this. Oh, well, yeah. Like through the catacombs, putting different guns in different places. Well, and... that's because he knew he was getting Yes, he did. He knew, as soon as I do this, yeah. I'm a loose end. Did you notice Mr. Oconee from Peacemaker was in this oh, movie? Why? Yes, I, yes, I, yes, I did. <laughs> Soon to be the high evolutionary in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Did you get a feeling Gianna and John had a thing in the past? I think she was jealous. Of Helen? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, he I, got I, out. I'm he seeing got that out. now. Yeah, she was hella jealous. Helen jealous? Hey. Uh. Right. <laughs> uh, what do you think of Cassie in here? She's trying to get that John Dick. Whoa! What? What? <laughs> Speaking of dicks, what'd you think of Common as Cassian? Dude, I they pair so well. I think so too. They were there's chemistry there. It's like it's great. Like out of nowhere, just okay. This works perfectly. I love it because I expected shit. And I got, oh no, he's an equal. Yeah, he's like the other side of the coin. It looks like for, for John Wick, uh, maybe a little bit younger, a little bit dumber. Yeah, but still unequal. Uh, Cassian spots John as he's leaving. Upon learning that John is working, Cassian draws his weapon, as does John, and each shoots the other, though they are uninjured due to their bullet-resistant clothing. Plot armor. John runs into the catacombs where he's pre-positioned the weapons he brought earlier. He is attacked by dozens of Santino's henchmen who intend to tie up loose ends by killing him. He realizes Santino is double-crossing him and kills everyone before he gets away. And you know, for the accomplished marksmen these guys are, it's amazing how they don't go for headshots with that body armor being a thing. Here's, but I understand. Hit me with yes. it. Yes. Now, John Wick, on the other hand, is an exception because he gets those headshots. <laughs> like, it's nobody's <laughs> business. Yes. Um, well, he always goes body first and then goes to the head. Yes. Yeah. Well, because when you shoot, you're you're trying to hit the most target, and that's you're going for the body every yeah. single time. Right. Because you want to hit him. Even though they're wearing armor. 
Although it's it's just fabric, so it's just it's knocking them out at least. Yeah, I mean, a normal person would probably just take them down. Yeah, but yeah, like John the Week. Do you like how the crowd cheered for Wick killing those guys on the stage? It, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of scenes in this where the the bystanders are totally chill. Yes, about this specifically the the train, the subway. Oh, right. They're just hanging. Where yeah. if any type of violence happens on a train, at least in San Francisco. We move cars. I mean, yeah. We get out of the way. We're not staying there. Like, why isn't the concert stopped? <laughs> it's a gun. Um, a lot of these moments, I did the whole uh, Joaquin Phoenix Caesar. Did face you? <laughs> with the tongue. Just, yeah. ah. <laughs> dude, some of those fucking kills oh. are a lot. And the shotgun. They're Ooh. all creative. Because yeah. you never see the same one twice. No. <laughs> uh, and it's, it really is a testament to the hard work that Keanu did because every last detail is tactical and believable mm -hmm. from the reloading to the cocking to yeah. everything. The best part about these movies is that just as the action starts, to, you sit there going, okay, I've seen it. Then they show you something and you go, okay, I'm back in again. And that for me, it was when he spears the guy with a shotgun, as you said. Spears him, loads Re it, reloads and it. then fires. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear the guy going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. Love the ammo belt too. Oh, when he put that thing on yeah, first. I was dope. like, he's like Batman. Cassie catches up to him and they fight until they crash through the window of the Rome Continental. Since no blood may be spilled on continental grounds, John and Cassian sit at the bar and have a drink together. John explains the marker that Santino called on him to kill a sister. Cassian understands, but also cannot allow his ward's killer to go unpunished. He pays for John's drink and leaves. John then spots Ares, Santino's mute bodyguard. She lets him through. She lets him know through sign language that she'll be seeing him, and he replies in sign language that if she keeps following him, he'll end her. <laughs> The rule following is just so masterfully done for these rule breakers. There's a level of respect for the continental grounds. <laughs> There's a code. And you know what? And we found out, at least in the first one, what happens when you break the code. Miss Perkins, we miss you. Bless up. Yes. I've been watching the Orville every day since. <laughs> Uh, as John is heading back to New York City, Santino puts out a $7 million contract to kill John. Once again. I know. <laughs> is this 7 million gold coins? Or is this 7 million? No, it's 7 million it's 7 US million dollars. dollars. Because they put it in the contract. They said yeah. 7 million USD. For the Bumby Young. That should be like 700. Well, it also makes you wonder then, how much does the trade really make yeah. like it must be you're looking at the hundred thousands possibly on average because the first one that he put out was vigo and that was a two million dollar contract then it got bumped up to four mm -hmm. and we were sitting there going that seems really, really light for the baba yaga yeah uh but maybe the average is a hundred thousand that would make it seem more more okay yeah uh but with all that money i well it is santino oh, well, it's I not the high table putting out it's just santino yeah but he is Wealthy, yeah, he is, and he's probably wealthy because he knows where to skimp on the cash. Yeah. Well, also, is <laughs> like, is it is it just the right number to where if it's too high, they know it's in, no because they want it done. They're not going to pay seven million dollars for an impossible task, right? But also, by killing John Wick, what is really accomplished? Because yeah. he's already got his seat at the high table now. Yeah. So 
<laughs> the contract is distributed to all the assassins in the area. A female violinist in the subway pulls out a gun from the violin and tries to kill John, but he subdues her and breaks her neck. A heavyset Asian man, E. Honda, goes after John and gets his brains blown out. Two men in the subway try to kill him, and John brutally kills them with a pencil. Uh, yes! Yes, we got the <laughs> pencil! Cassian finds John as he gets on the subway and fights him in the train. John stabs Cassian and pushes the knife into his chest, piercing his aorta. He allows Cassian to live as a professional courtesy, telling him that if he pulls the knife out, he will bleed to death. And John leaves Cassian on the subway. <laughs> I cringed Ugh. when he did that. And I was like, oh, that's a dick move. <laughs> Just was, kill the guy. Oh, God. Oh, the sumo wrestler. Yes. Jesus Christ. When he hits John the first time and levels him on the ground, I was like, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking takes a bullet straight down. <laughs> He, he did the Black Widow jump on the shoulders and just shot Yeah, shot. <laughs> God, it was so much. But yeah, you know what? We find, we they, we had heard talks of this rumor of killing a man with a fucking pencil. And now... He killed two <laughs> people with a fucking pencil. pencil. Uh, there's a lot here. The ladies working the phone. They're all suicide girls. <laughs> yeah, I love these. I was like, they're hot. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. This yeah. is like super <laughs> 20s receptionist thing, but they're all tatted. All right, cool. I'm into they're, it. They're all using old tech too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I'm like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Works for me. It's untraceable it, probably. It, yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say. Like you can't, I mean, trying to hack that. Yeah. Uh, and when the hit goes out, the number of regular people who get word, it's astonishing. Like, the world is so much bigger yeah. than we all thought. Yeah, the janitors, <laughs> every, just everybody. Is this when the homeless guy covers him up? Uh, yeah, and I was like, damn, even the homeless? Damn! Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also get Winston visiting Santino to complete the marker in his ledger and warning mm -hmm. Santino that now that John Wick is free of the marker's obligation and Santino has put a hit out on him, Wick is scarier than ever. <laughs> like, what did you think was going to happen? This is like when Vigo killed Willem Dafoe and you're like, what are you doing? What are you fucking doing? <laughs> well, it's like, damn, dude, you, you asked him to do this task knowing full well his capabilities. Yeah. And then you're going to try to fuck him? People don't learn their lessons. Like when $7 million on the line, baby, you don't want to learn your lesson. <laughs> like I'm kind of happy it's a bunch of sniveling little brats that are getting it. Just wipe them off the earth. Like what happens if you get a, like a competent bad guy? There, so the, when you talked about the guy, the person that shot three times, it was the violinist that does it. Yeah. Yeah. But also when, when Cassian gets stabbed, do you hear the subway announcer? No. This is the end of the line. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was well placed, sound guy. <laughs> oh, that heart thing just hurts. Oh, yeah. Well, the look on his face, too, like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's just smiling, like, you fucking bastard. Yeah, my only hope was that he was gonna, this was gonna call back later on. He was gonna do it to somebody else, and they were gonna get up and you're gonna watch a seat. Just go down. Yeah. Uh, injured, John seeks out what appears to be a homeless man and asks for his help. John gives him a coin and asks him to be taken to him. The homeless man kills two men dressed as janitors who are looking for John, and I am loving this. He's got allies amongst all these people. They're homeless, and they're in on the shit. Uh, and it makes you, re as a regular person, once you see this move, kind of look around going, are you an assassin? I wonder if you're an assassin. <laughs> if I put this gold coin in, what's going to happen? Even better, like later on, we see them going to their, their locker room and they're changing into regular clothes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Got uh, eyes everywhere. Yes. Him turns out to be the Bowery King. Morpheus. Oh, welcome back, you two together. Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu Reeves together. It, <sighs> well done. It's like coffee and cream. It is. It's beautiful. And you know what? They're playing completely different characters, and they still have good chemistry. Yeah. Love it. Can't make it up. No. It's just perfect. Uh, an assassin that once had a run-in with John and was left with a scar on his neck. John spared him, and so now the Bowery King views himself as unbreakable. He also knows of the bounty on John's head and is very tempted to take the contract, but John convinces him otherwise. With the Bowery King's help, John is able to locate Santino's whereabouts. And I love this line. Oh, yeah. Seven million dollars. Damn, it's Christmas. We're going to Applebee's after this. <laughs> <laughs> Going to Applebee's, baby. Lawrence Fishburne, you are a national treasure. Get that two for 30, baby. <laughs> uh, then he gives him one gun with seven, seven rounds. Seven rounds. One for the million dollars each. <laughs> and you get the feeling that Wick could kill 14 people with this. <laughs> oh, that's, I think, yeah, that's kind of like the jab at it. It's like, <laughs> just seven. It's like, you'll be fine. We saw Deadpool do it with 12, and he killed, like, remember he was counting him out? Oh, yeah. And he goes, one. He jumps over the thing and shoots three in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Every hour, another 20 people on this planet need a lesson taught in some violent fashion. They need to suffer, alone and terrified. And they walk down our streets as if nobody knows who they are. Hi, I'm Peter McLaughlin, the other McLaughlin. Please say you'll be the answer for an innocent victim. Our homeless population is growing each day and could use your help. We've tried sending 10 cents a day, but that just isn't going to help because inflation has really screwed up the drug trade. Let's work together to turn our homeless into something righteous, unique, and befitting of their skills of hiding in the shadows, living on three-day-old pizza crust, and genuinely being okay soaked in rain all the time. Here at Homeless to Homeful, we strive to get our homeless into affordable homes by turning them into lean, mean, starving killing machines for hire. For just $18 a month, you'll be able to send a homeless person into a shadow government training program where they will be fed warm meals every day, given a warm bed every night, and kick that nasty drug habit that gives those hands the shakes because we can't have those wrapped around a gun when business is on the line. To thank you for your generosity, you'll receive three gold coins, a photo of your sponsored homeless person, and a beautiful red tote bag for free. This is your chance to say, I won't sit by while another homeless person suffers. Let's kill the homeless problem together. By killing others. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have to look away from you. I, I don't want to fuck you up. John heads to a museum where Santino is set to take his place at the high table. John crashes the party, and as Santino's men attempt to stop him, he kills them all. John chases Santino through a hall of mirrors before having to fight Ares. John manages to stab Ares and leave her to die, not giving her the same professional courtesy he gave to Cassian. (laughs) I don't think she deserves that name. Of Ares, the god of war? No. What should she have been called? Eh. Eh. Oh, sorry. No, for for people who haven't watched it, it's. <laughs> sorry, that was sign language because she doesn't fucking talk once. I suppose that I might get you go like this. Oh, there you go. How does one portray vocally? That was bitch. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was. I think it's sloppy ASL. It's not even because I remember she does 
the because he asked about the loose ends thing and yeah. she just does a circle to that. Okay. And that translated to this. This whole, is just you're right. One. <laughs> I don't think so. Now she look. She did some good action scenes. Um, nothing special. Yeah. She didn't do much. She kind of failed her job multiple times as a character. Is she really good to look at? Yes. yes. She is beautiful. Absolutely. She's a beautiful person. But. And this was what the, this was the height of her, the oranges of the new black. Like, yeah. Yeah. This was like, she, this she was her off. peak. This was really her peak moment. Yeah. Um, she thought it'd be Batgirl, but it wasn't. <laughs> I don't think any, oh my God. Oof. Yeah, uh, I expected yeah, more I don't out of think, Yeah, uh, I expected way more out of Aries. Yeah, like to hurt John, but she just got thrown around. Like if she had, what would have been really cool is if she actually gave John a she run. She needed his money. a quirk. Like, she needed something that made her an Aries or made her vicious. I didn't get the vicious part at all. No, even because she was, I guess, the like the leader of security, but I was like. You haven't showed me anything. I would have trusted Cassie more than her. Yeah. Yeah. It, Common was a great team up. Here was Here's something they could have done. She was all about sign language. Maybe she jumps onto John, and as she's doing sign language, she's poking him in the eye with one of her fingers every <laughs> time she signs something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Once again, people know the stories of Baba Yaga. They know who John is. Yeah. Yet you keep <laughs> making the same f***ing mistakes. It's 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 banging your head against the wall at this point. It's like you know what he's like. Exactly. You know what he does. Um, and, and okay, so the scene it starts off. You can hear the Vivaldi in the background. The repetitive nature of the arpeggios with mm. how he's fighting. It looks awesome. Yeah. He legit shoots the seven rounds. You can count him out. Oh yeah. And now he's got an empty gun. He looks at it and then has to fight the next guy in hand to hand to get the next gun off him. It's a relay race with a gun now, and I am de I'm details, baby. Thank you, Stahelski. I love you. Yeah, it's great. Uh, at one point, he shoots two guys who aren't facing the camera, and the blood spatter hits the camera and stays there. <laughs> it's awesome. It's damn, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a nice touch. <laughs> Santino rushes to the New York Continental to seek refuge, knowing that he can't be attacked within. John finds Santino in the lounge. Winston knows what John is about to do and tries to calm him down. Still, John kills Santino, shooting him in the head, John returns to pick up his dog from Karen. Sharon, Charon, whatever. <laughs> like, how does the high table allow such a pussy to get on the high table? Because even Winston knows. He's yeah. like, you're a fucking bitch. Yeah. And the way he's acting at the Continental, where he's like, I could stay here no, forever. The food's amazing. <laughs> I'd never get bored. And he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. Oh my God. Duck fat is the secret sauce. <laughs> oh, dude. I went to uh, this place, Hot Dogs in Chicago. Okay. Uh, famous hot dog place. Anthony Bourdain obviously mm -hmm. launched it. Okay. But it was before Anthony Bourdain. It was a three hour wait to get in the door. No shit. Yeah. Before Anthony got there. Oh, wow. And on the weekends, they do duck fat fried fries. That sounds amazing. It is. It's they've closed since, but oh my god, the three hours I waited yeah. was worth every second. That sounds so good. 
like when they take like some cheap ass thing and they're like, we're going to add this unique touch to it. You're like, Luxury. I can't eat the crap anymore. I have to Luxury. have this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, ah, the v- just <laughs> no time wasted. Nope. Just no words interrupts him. Just fucking bam. Well, what I love is when he walks down the stairs, everyone in the room knows what is about to happen. And I love Winston sitting there going, John, John Jonathan, John, Jonathan, wait, just think this through. And I'm like, he's not going to think this through. through at all. And when he does it, the look on everybody's kind of like shocked, like, oh, f-. because normally when somebody kills somebody on continental grounds, okay, they got to be knocked out. This is the Baba Yaga though. It's not an easy task. No. Because nobody in the Continental attacks him at that point because they're like, we're still on grounds right now. Yep. Even though I'd be justified, I can't do it. Yeah. And I feel as though there is a father-son kind of thing going on with Winston and John. Absolutely. And it was nice to see, like, son, you f***ed up. There's nothing. I wish I could help you. I wish... I could take this back for you. I wish I could wish these feelings away, Padme. (laughs) (laughs) I wish, I wish I was a fish. (laughs) Of time gone by. (laughs) Okay. How do the managers receive their power at the Continental? Question number one. Are they appointed by the high table? What is the penalty for killing a manager? <laughs> uh, probably a killing a high table member. I mean, these are, th- there's more questions here that I have now. And I'm, yeah. they're not questions where I'm like, it should have been answered earlier. These are like, no, these are discovery ones. Uh, but yeah, just the, the, the initial kill. I was like, okay, the first time we saw Alfie Allen get killed, like on a street yeah, corner, and you're like, like, okay, it's over. Pop, done. This is in front of everybody. This is, but man, it had so much ferocity. Yes. Because clearly fucking Santino thought he was cool. He's like, I'm good. You can't f***ing touch me. Bam. And can we say that really the movie has ended? This is the beginning of the cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, The next day, John goes with his dog to meet with Winston at the park. Winston informs John that because he killed on continental grounds, the high table has doubled the contract and sent it to every assassin across the globe. Winston must mark John as excommunicado, but he gives him a one hour lead before the contract takes effect. It then becomes evident that every single person in the park is an assassin and they have their eyes on John. John tells Winston to let everyone know that if they go after him, he will kill them all. Winston agrees. John leaves as Winston puts the word out. Every passing person looks at John knowing who he is and what they want from him. And John is forced to take the dog and keep on running. Woo! TikTok, Mr. Wick. Oh, my God. So good. What an ending. When he he makes the call to, like, say, now, and everybody stops and looks. Yes! I I was, it gave me chills. I was like, Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Winston has the power. Mm-hmm. That's why I was wondering. He's like, why am I not dead? Because I've willed it so. Uh, <laughs> Wick actually goes back to the rubble first, though, to pick up one last thing, and it's his bracelet. Mm-hmm. The bracelet from Helen. Yeah. Uh, could it be more? Possibly. I don't know. Maybe in three. Is Helen alive? No. And above the high table? No. 
She did. Oh, uh, yeah. I love how everything about this shot. I love how claustrophobic the world is now. Yeah. And how you feel it. This is well Even shot. Even he was like, st- when he started the jog and run, yeah. he was like, oh, he knows he needs to get out of public. And what I love was they start with the the, eye, the eagle eye shot. You can see everybody stop. Then they, they move off that entire area. Yeah. And now he's got the one hour lead. It starts by just taking, like, you can see him running and the camera's focused on different people picking up their phones and all that stuff. And then it goes to his perspective and he looks to his left and somebody starts, two, a couple's walking by and they're trying to look at him like, what the hell is this? And then he looks to the right and you're like, shit, there is no escape. Yep. And that same homeless guy that helped him is right there waiting. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's waiting. And we're actually gonna get in the third movie I think they recast that homeless guy with Rafi from the league. They don't recast him. He's just a different character. Okay. I was like, that's Jason Manzoukas. He's got like three lines. Oh, yeah. (laughs) TikTok, Mr. Wick. TikTok. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's the end of the movie. Now, according to top critics at Rotten Tomatoes, it has a tomato meter reading of 84%, 54 fresh, 10 rotten. And the critics gave this almost seven out of 10. So it's going up a little bit. Uh, John Wick Chapter 2 does what a sequel should, which in this case means doubling down on the nonstop, thrillingly choreographed action that made its predecessor so much fun. Boy, it's a change in what they said last time, isn't it? Very. Yeah. Very. So let's talk about some of these assholes that have something bad to say about this movie, like Kevin Marr, who said, quote, it is such a hoot watching him shoot everyone in the nightclub. He shoots them in the face, under the chin, through the temple, blam, 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 screams gore, death. That's a bad review? That sounds pretty f***ing <laughs> tight to me. What does this guy want? Uh, Kyle Smith says, of the New York Post, the first John Wick was taut and nasty, a potent slug of B-movie. This one is so enamored of its own extravagance that on more than one occasion, I was reminded of Zoolander 2. The f***? Your balls are showing. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. He just compared... John, John Wick, Wick 2, two <laughs> to Zoolander 2. Give me a fat beat to beat my biceps. <laughs> That's a dick quote. <laughs> that guy was wronged by somebody. And, he wasn't uh, cast in the movie. That's what it was. Mick LaSalle from the San Francisco Chronicle. This is pathetic. What kind of person is this? <laughs> <sighs> If if it didn't say San Francisco, I would have asked what he was thinking, but that is such a fucking San Francisco thing to say. He's not a good person. How can we celebrate this? The outrage. I, I this agree. alpha woke cisgender white man. Did he watch the movie? <laughs> Does he know what the theme of this movie is? <laughs> it's, 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 they're all this, assassins. <laughs> they kill. That's the kind it's of person violence. he is. <laughs> well, <clears throat> the audience score was a 4.1 out of 5 with 85% agreeing it's a three or higher. The movie's over. We entertained. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Now, if you remember, John Wick won. The awards did not get it right as they nominated some strange films above them in the action nomination. But let's find out if these awards got it right. At the Academy Awards, still nothing. At the Golden Globe, still nothing. It's an action movie, they don't get shit. Now at the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films, again, snubbed at the Saturn Awards. Did Chance Tahelski Mr. Saturn's wife or something? 
Hold on. How the f*** is Hidden Figures an action or adventure movie? So here's the best action adventure film nominees. Hidden Figures, which won, I don't know how. Great movie, Great. not action and adventure. Neither of those, actually. More drama. Very. Yeah. Uh, Allied, which was the Brad Pitt and... Um, Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard. Okay. Uh, Gold with Matthew McConaughey. Hacksaw Ridge. I haven't heard. Okay. Legend of Tarzan. Oh. Magnificent Seven. Oh. The nice guys. That's the that's the golden one. That's the only one outside of Hacksaw okay. Ridge I think should be there. Yeah, so Chad Stahelski still can't get a, in an award for this one for best action. At the MTV Movie Awards, The Last Bastion of Hope. It was nominated for best action sequence, but it lost to The Fate of the Furious. FF, baby. <laughs> FF. I was wondering how you were going to deal with that. <laughs> I think that was the bank vault. F8? Movie. Wait, that's not the one with the magnets. Yeah, the Magnum movie? No, I think this was the one before that. Oh, no. The no. Magnum movie is F9, where they go to space all of a sudden. F8, Are you sure? F8 is where they drag the vault through the street. Yeah, the magnet. That wasn't a magnet, though, was it? Yeah, it was I, magnet. Thought, I thought it was just being hauled. No, magnet. There was a magnet on that. Yeah, magnet. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, I lost to that. Isn't it weird how both are absurd? Let's go to the segment. Top three, bottom three. This is where we talk about the three things we want to highlight and the ones we want to uh, downlight. Downlight? Downright? Number three for me. Every scene with Winston in it is awesome. Again. Uh, My number two, there's a lot more hand-to-hand combat in this, which keeps it fresh. And my number one, Cassian's fate. Don't pull the knife out or you'll die. You get the feeling like you'll see this later on. Gotta hope we see it soon. Maybe John Wick 3. Ooh. Sam, what are yours? The cinematography had a huge improvement. Yes. Uh, the violence. <sighs> sweet, sweet violence. <laughs> and my number one is the further expansion of the lore and the world building with still keeping me hungry. It didn't feel forced at all. Never. It, through these first two movies, it's never forced. Yeah. Okay. Time to the bottom three here. My number three, Ruby Rose is here simply to be here. She wasn't given much to do, and that's a shame. She's got the potential to be a decent action star i just she's got the badass look it's just like when am i gonna see you be badass though triple x state of the union well no the the triple x the third movie she was in that yeah the the one with the paragliding yeah the paragliding and surfing yeah yeah god that's the most vin diesel thing i've ever i still haven't seen i've seen the trailer my number two bottom three is Santino is a slimy shit and I wish we'd gotten more of him and my number one story wise it is not as linear as the first one so if you liked that about the first movie this one is definitely more complicated and dense not exactly a bottom but I had to find something yeah I'm nitpicking here as well I was gonna say Sam what are yours Ruby Rose is my number three I mean you said it best she just doesn't do it for me and for somebody who's supposed to be guarding this higher up yeah she's kind of a failure absolutely she's not nearly the level of common she's too common ah <laughs> uh my number two is there's a lot of dope action sequences but it just doesn't hit as much like the first one to me really yeah doesn't hit as much is it because it's it's, it's too wide based you think because the last one was very claustrophobic, just being in a small city, yeah, small and clubs think, and stuff like that. and that's what I think helped with the intensity. It was right in the action. Okay. Um, but it also, I don't know, I, this, it kind of ties in with my, f- like, the first 
is the John Wick violence story and pace just take a kind of a backseat. So it felt like there wasn't as like, I don't know, John Wick is like an adrenaline rush. This one has like some peaks and then some lows and then some peaks and then some lows. This is nitpicking. I fucking love this movie. No, but you're right. This is more, to me, this movie feels more of an extension of one. Like this is a 1.5 okay. leading into two. Okay. Is a, which is the big boy. So it's Evil Dead 2 leading into Army of Darkness. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, and I look at it more as like, you know, in Star Wars, A New Hope, you know, they did the hero's journey. And then this is the Empire Strikes Back where it didn't feel as linear as Star Wars, A New Hope. It was kind of all over the place, but there was more there. Okay. Time for the critics rating. A to F scale. A, a plus is the highest and F is the lowest. And if it gets F's from both of us, it goes down to the global killer. Uh, the question is, what do you give 2017's John Wick Chapter 2 in the action-adventure movie genre by today's standards? Go for it, Sam. Hit me with it. The story, this is a very simple yet thrilling roller coaster of John Wick. Um, it's not as linear and it's growing. You're, you're taking the circle and expanding it. And it's kind of necessary where you want to take a series because it can't just be, you know, the same cars and same uh, villains and same family, every single one through 10. Oh, we're talking about John Wick. Family. Wayne. Sorry. We're talking family. About John um, Here, you want this? Hit me with the song of the summer. There we go. Yeah, baby. <laughs> we're going to get copyrighted. <laughs> By Vin Diesel. Yeah. That's the greatest fucking thing in the world. Fucking turn that back on. Go ahead. You take the characters from the first one and you expand on them further, introducing new and more interesting characters. You're introduced to the high table. These are all super juicy details and super juicy factors into the creation of this John Wick world. The action... In one word, it's fucking gnarly. It's gross. It's yeah. juicy. This movie, okay, this movie is just juicy. It's just juicy. That's all it is. Um, some of the kills are insane, but it doesn't keep the momentum like I liked the first one did, mm -hmm. but it did it for a purpose. It has to expand the circle. It can't just be jujitsu in combat and guns. Fair enough. Though we got a we got a six shotgun. Did this. <laughs> it's it pretty dope. Uh the setting, boys, this movie is what this is the series is what this is about. Mm. Taking the circle, widening it dramatically. This is top notch world building with giving so little information, but growing that circle exponentially every time. This movie once again leaves me wanting so much more in the best ways and I can't wait for John Wick 5, John Wick in space. Oh. Can you fucking imagine? We can dream. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> so sick. From a critic standing, this movie, did I give A- minus to John Wick? You gave A- A- minus to John Wick. I think this is still an A-. minus. Okay. A- minus for you. Yeah. There we go. How do you expand a world naturally in a movie series? See John Wick. The difference between John Wick and John Wick 2 is the difference between Avatar and Avatar 2. It's bigger, more expansive, more story beats, more variety of action scenes, and more complications. When producers go into making a sequel to a movie, they tend to want all these things and they fail to achieve them all, which is why most sequels suck. However, 
little Chaz Tatalski and his merry men of stunt folk managed to solve the equation. And I think the reason why is simple. They were too small to pay any attention to, and because of that, they were given free reign to build without studio interference. The first movie was made for about $25 million and brought in $86 million. It's a nice turnaround for the profit margins, 344% return. The movie was made, this movie was made for 40 and brought in 171. Now we're at 427% return. Now to put this in perspective, here are some other first movies that are action movies and or of a genre. The Fast and the Furious one had a 544% return on a $38 million budget. Damn. The Raid had an 845% return on a $1.1 million budget. And The Conjuring, 1,598% return on a $20 million budget. No wonder we have fucking 10 of those. As you can see, the first movie made money, but not enough for the producers to say, can we put our fingers in this? Instead, they just said, make another, make it good. We'll give you an additional 10 to 15 million. And Chad Helsky said, hold my beer. Blumhouse has created a cottage industry in cheap horror movies that turn massive profit margins percentage-wise. And creatively speaking, they're pretty much all above average. Now that we're past the numbers as per why the sequel works so well, let's dive into the story. John Wick got his revenge in the first movie, but what Stahelski does is not so much rework the same script to make a more bombastic sequel. Instead, he leans into the world he's created to find an external motivation to keep Wick around, even when our hero is reluctant. The motivation comes from a blood oath from his past, the destruction of his home with all of his wife's memories, and the forfeiture of his life if he doesn't complete the task from the blood oath. It's the loose string that needs tying up in his past, and as we tug at that string, more knots appear. It's as though no matter what he does, there is no escape for the original sin of being a hitman to begin with. Action-wise, we're no longer just looking at gun fu. There's a lot more hand-to-hand combat in this, and there's a smartness to staging of specific scenes, including the placing of gums in the catacombs or navigating the mirror room, which whenever it's done in film always confuses the viewer, but here we get a bird's eye view of what's happening and it actually works. The acting is spectacular again. I know Ruby Rose is a bit of a throwaway here, but look, if she's not asked to do much and she does that fine, I'm fine with it. The mythology is expanded beyond the city to different countries. We find out how networked this whole thing is, but are still left with questions about who is running everything and how high does this organization go. So overall, I'm giving this movie the exact same grade I gave John Wick because it does everything just as well as staying unique to the overall storyline. So this movie is also an A for me. Another A. So I this, think that's very fair. We both kept our same. It's not better, but it's just as good. Right. The only thing I can compare it to is it's the difference between Toy Story and Toy Story 2. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that'll get you. So that actually gives us a tied score with the original John Wick. Now, Peter Jackson's King Kong is out. Would we put John Wick Chapter 2 above John Wick below or or below John Wick below you're gonna say below what are you saying I kind of want to put my money where my mouth is on this one I want to say below okay also because I think John Wick 3 will be above both of them Mm. and I don't want John Wick 1 to be the lesser of them all because it's not it's not Uh, but I think John Wick 3 it has a possibility of it, it. It's it's got a possibility of getting an A plus out of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I'm the scene that's stuck in my brain in that movie, which is brilliant, is the dogs climbing the wall to attack people. Oh yeah, and I was just like, 
I've never seen that. <laughs> and I want more of it. <laughs> or when he chops his finger off at the high table. Uh, it, it, it's his, his wedding band ring, his finger. Oh, God. It's, it ties it all together. Uh, it's a brilliant film. And I think, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what you say. It's okay. put below. So it'll go Mad Max Fury Road, Die Hard, John Wick, 2014. Whoa, 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 oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Right. I apologize. I haven't reorganized. Die Hard is number one. Mad Max Fury Road is number two. John Wick is number three. Number four is John Wick Chapter Two. Number five, Live Free or Die Hard. Number six, Die Hard with a Vengeance. And number seven, Mad Max Two: The Road Warrior. It's nice having that in there for just a little bit. The Road Warrior. Yeah. But we agreed. It, the, that series, the Mad Max series, was like shit, awesome, shit, shit awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was the ultimate roller coaster. Um, okay, Craig's hats off. Love it. Like it? None of the above. And I'm going to say I love it. It's not often a sequel is as good, if not arguably better than the original. Arguably. But I don't think I can argue it very well. I love it. And to your point, I don't know many sequels that even stay on par with the first one. Yeah. It's hard. It, it... Alien and Aliens? I don't even count those as... Direct sequels because they're different genres? Yeah. Like, Aliens 1 will always be far superior then why do you call it mind. then why do you call it aliens one it's alien oh my god shut the f up seems to me like you already know which one's superior <laughs> what about you love like i f-ing love this movie yeah. this series rips and this, this will be what, the first <laughs> john wick 4 will be the first john wick i see in theaters is this movie one of the few sequels also does it that doesn't rely on you needing to watch the first movie yeah, no, you could totally... Oh, yeah, no, you could totally watch the second one and be totally fine because you get all the exposition yeah. in the first five minutes. So maybe... because Over re- his puppy and his dead wife. And Boom. This kind of where you, you talked a little bit about a second ago about Alien and Aliens being basically two different genres of movie. You had sci-fi horror, you got action. Action. Yeah. The first movie was a strict action movie. Yeah. This one, they pulled back on the action a little bit and became more adventure. Yeah. And so it could be one of those things where you could be like, look, you could watch Aliens on your own. You could watch Alien on your own. It'd be fine. Yeah. You could watch John Wick 2 or John Wick 1. Doesn't matter which one you start with. It, it, you're going to get different experiences out of both. Yeah. So you might, yeah, you might not get as much out of like Winston or the, 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 front desk guy yeah oh yeah you're but you right. could abs- but you could still watch it yeah it's evil dead and evil dead too <laughs> they just rebooted it at the beginning of the movie. change the details no one will notice <laughs> True. yeah it'll be totally fine yeah i wonder what that felt like for the theater goers for for evil one and evil two well the first one no one really went to see it anyway oh okay remember so there was kind of like okay well do we, it again. We could do this and no one will notice. <laughs> Except for the diehard fans who had it all on beta and VHS. That's all we got time for today, Movie Planeteers. Next week, we will continue the John Wick franchise with John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. You can email the Movie Planet using the address movieplanetpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean and give us a four or five star review. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, and follow our Instagram. 
The opinions expressed on the Movie Planet podcast are those of the individual hosts. The Movie Planet podcast is not affiliated with, prepared for, approved, or licensed by any entity that created any films discussed or reviewed herein. All movie clips and music included in the podcast are the intellectual property of the respective copyright holders. They are included here for the purpose of review, and no infringement is intended. Sam, any last words? Don't forget the pencil. <laughs> the pencil! John Wick, just keep making movies and go to space and five. Yes. <laughs> Leprechaun in space, John Wick in space. space. That's it. We out. Happy movie watching.